I go, I go home and I just clap in my room, <laughs> rubbing his claws together, doing his best to figure out how to clap. Teach me how to clap. <laughs> Dragging his lobster boy body all around the house. Why can't I clap? <laughs> this is some kind of like Franz Kafka metamorphosis, where but the only problem is that he can't clap. Yeah, he's, got full, he's got full lobster boy syndrome. <laughs> I have to give you a round of applause. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I can't. You used to be four ordinary teenagers. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, hello, hello and sit (laughs) down and listen to our wonderful tunes and our voice, and uh, this is Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the animated podcast of our real cartoons. I'm Austin. I'm Rory. And I'm Andy. Yeah, and we're here, and do you feel it? Do you feel, you feeling good? You guys want to know why I'm feeling good? I'm feeling good because we got a brand new show. We're kicking up a new we got a season, brand new show. A new year. We got a whole new season, a new year, a new show that is just like giving us the juice. Yeah, so um, much it's, juice. It's, it's juicing us up because we got a new show, and that show is Silverhawks. Uh, I don't want to. I want to hold it any longer. I don't want to <laughs> keep you on suspense. But I can't. I can't keep. Silver I can't Hawks. keep that fart inside a second longer. <laughs> uh, no, it's really exciting. Uh, I don't know if anybody actually. Uh, watch Silverhawks, who's listening, but uh, it was basically like Thundercats' little brother. Yeah, I feel like uh, yeah, a lot of our friends space. who might have a year or two on us might have seen it. It's a little, yeah. it's like just a couple years before our time. I think a lot of people remember the idea of Silverhawks and maybe yeah. not the specifics of Silverhawks. <laughs> but, but yeah, well, we're really we've excited. got a lot of those. <laughs> it <laughs> sure has a lot of specifics. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we're for for those of you who are are curious, freaking out, maybe maybe this is like becoming a Silverhawks podcast. No, we still have Sailor Moon and Digimon. We're continuing on with those for now. That's correct. Uh, yeah. So we're back to a three show pod, three show pod for a three boy pod. Yeah, that means twice the commercials, <laughs> which will make our sponsors really happy. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Okay, so, they're just well, rubbing their greasy clams together. <laughs> <laughs> Tally ho! Wings of silver, nerves of steel. Silver hogs, partly metal, partly real. Is that your is that your transition? Yeah, you're just gonna start it with Tallyhawk. Uh, oh, do we not? do we even meet? We don't meet Tallyhawk in this episode yet. No, I, no, we don't. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, okay. So we have Silverhawks, episode one, the origin story. The origin story, uh, which is but, kind uh, of like an oh, it's it, it's an origin story on top of they play us a little intro that might as well have been in place of an origin story. Then yeah. they do the origin story 
two times anyway. Yeah, <laughs> we get info dumped and then we get more info dump. The same info dump dumped on top of that info dump. <laughs> That's yeah. how much dump is in this show. <laughs> Silverhawks. We, you, you ever you ever like dumps? <laughs> we got them. Silver We've dump. Got lots, lots of silver dump. Silver dumps. Uh, so yeah, let's let's walk through this very beginning narration yeah. sequence because there's a lot to take in. There there is a lot. It's kind of like a so so what we're talking about. There's a there's a pre musical intro uh, sequence where they essentially just say, "Here's the premise of our show. Please buy in. Please buy in really hard right now because we need you to like our show." And, and they introduce they... basically all the characters that would be toys that would right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we start the, with the, the the we actually start with the villains mostly. Right. It's true. Uh, mm-hmm. They they tell us they tell us that the, the well, they tell us va- vaguely that the Silverhawks are, uh, you know, some sort of super team born of a time beyond time. And they're androids. They fucked with their human bodies so that they could withstand the trip to the galaxy of Limbo, where they have to protect the universe against Monstar and his, you know, intergalactic rogues gallery. Yeah, they get sent to this other galaxy kind of using Terminator rules, like they have to be a machine, (laughs) but they can't be too much machine or it doesn't work. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think we can jump more into that later because I have a lot of questions about. Me too. Be yeah, ethical questions, logical questions. I don't know, but what I want to talk uh, about really fast though is the fact that I I don't actually I was I was really dubious about this whole text not text but you know this guy just sort of going here's the show. I was like I don't know how I feel about this until they started listing the names of all of the bad guys. Yes, yes, oh, and yes, yes. Took notes. Um, I was yes. just I was rock rock hard ready. Rock I just wrote down my favorites. I wrote them all down. Oh, that's oh, not good. all of them for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, look, I had a limited amount of time. I mean, but... the, the the two best ones for me are are definitely Windhammer and Molecular. But... <laughs> <laughs> not even the musical madness of Melodia. <laughs> I like Yes Man because of how vague that is. And yeah, Poker Face. So- Yes, man, and Poker Face are certainly the dumbest like premises for a villain. That's a very like Calendar Man like. Yeah, this is Batman. Right. It's been on too long. We're 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 scratching our noodles on how to continue coming up with villains. But um, Molecular just visually seems like somebody was took a day off, and and and, and he's snuck yeah. in. He's just a bunch of balls with a weird a- goofy grin. It's Michelin Man's sad little brother. Just yeah. like, <laughs> he's like he's the, like he's supposed to be some kind of big molecule man. I imagine he's got like sciencey powers. Yeah, I don't he know. looks like a just a real goofus. It's not good. <laughs> well, I think the problem is they had to come up with all of these villains at the same time because yeah. they were sort of launching the entire concept from head to toe from day one, and they didn't get to sort of naturally build it out. Yeah. And so, it, you know, they kind of had to, you know, we see they all kind of suffered. Yeah. And, In a and way, I wonder it's almost too like they're blowing the... their wad early. Like, right. they I, certainly we are. We don't get to, like, learn about, you know, they're like, okay, here's all the villains we're ever going to fight in the next 60 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, uh, the ones we didn't name, by the way, are uh, Buzzsaw, Mumbo Jumbo, and Hardware. 
That's true. And of course, yeah. the main man himself, Monstar. And Monstar. Monstar. Who is styled yeah. with an asterisk in between the N and the S. It's Mon asterisk star is how you spell his name. Monstar. Are there <laughs> are there two R's in that or just? Nope. Regular. No. Okay. No. So I know Mumra. Mumra action in Thundercats. Mumra. Mumra has, has two M's. In Mum. Two M's. Mumra. Yeah. No, he's and literally Mumra, though. Like. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So so <laughs> let's a little bit on the background of this show. Uh. I don't have a ton of research. Um, I don't know if if any I mean, of y'all did some. No, not not a, not a ton. I mean, there's it's it's just a you know they they realized that they had a success on their hands and they wanted With to sort of iterate it. They wanted to make right. the Bioshock infinite to the Bioshock for this for this thing and be like, what right. if what if Thundercats but space. And yeah, so Rankin Bass uh, had a huge hit with Thundercats, and this was a collaboration between Japanese studios and American mm-hmm. one, and they yeah they wanted to put together a space version, and what they ended up doing was pretty much getting all of the same crew, all of the same voice actors to reshuffle and <laughs> try out Silverhawks, and that's kind of what we're getting is an experiment i think yeah and it has it has uh rory i don't know i don't know if you can back me up on this one but it has kind of shades of uh gotchamon and uh like old old sentai shows and common rider and you know that it, it kind of has like this dna sort of like thundercats did of i mean i can't speak too eloquently animes. to it but but when, when we compare the shows like thundercats and silverhawks to something, uh, you know, even that, you know, postdates it like a dinosaurs, which mm-hmm. might not be a great example for a numerable amount of reasons. <laughs> but uh, it's clear that the animation is a significant step up. And I've in general always been a fan of these sort of uh, hybrid style. Um, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The, the really hard shadows and yeah. um, and blacks that are that I see in these shows. Um, I just really dig it. Uh, yeah, it's not it. really anime. It's not really American. It's it, 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 I don't know if it ever completely took off as its own style, but I dig it. Yeah, it certainly had a, a visual intelligence far greater than He-Man. Right. Which oh, was yeah. a year or so earlier than this, a couple years earlier. But yeah, mm-hmm. to look at this versus He-Man, it's like. Kids would have been drawn into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm digging it already. And I'm almost 30 in 2018. So, uh, you know, there's that. But then again, I'm 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 maybe not the best litmus test seeing as the three of us made a podcast about this shit. So that's true. Uh, yeah. And Silver Ox has been in our DNA since the very beginning. Oh, absolutely. It was always it's, part of our theme. Is the song that inspired our theme song? It is. Yeah. Arguably inspired our entire uh, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the first shows. The intro. Yeah, yeah, whose intro caught our love. Yeah, uh, that intro is so good. It's jamming. It is a banger. Um yeah. So okay, so they, we finish this out. Let's let's finish this out. Let's name the rest right. of the the major players, right? So then we we get the 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 final bit of the the info dump that we get before the theme tells us who the the silver hawks who the are. hawks are. Right. Yeah, we've got. Did you write uh, down the hawk names? Oh, bitch, you know it. Um, <laughs> so we've got, we've but got, you know uh, I did that. What, what do you think I'm doing over here? Uh, we got Quicksilver, who's the sort of like 
hot guy, main. No, but you dude. didn't write down his non-code name. Oh, his name is Jonathan Quick. <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> God, don't don't you think that I don't do this? Uh, if that isn't like a Fox procedural. That's like Jonathan Quick was just a regular guy, Quicksilver. So Jonathan Quick is Quicksilver, and he has a companion like bird thing named Tallyhawk. Tallyhawk. Uh, and then and then we've got um, and his bird is also um. It's really kind of unclear whether his bird is a bird or a satellite. It's kind of yes. left up to your imagination. <laughs> like, do you think yeah. there's like a real bird that was in there that got like? Well, everybody else started Cal his bio, like, bio into organisms. Silver. Yeah, right. partly metal, partly real. Probably metal, partly real. <laughs> I uh, want to believe that there there is a bird skeleton inside that. <laughs> uh, then we've got Steelheart and Steel Will, whose real names are Emily Hart and Will Hart. <laughs> Uh, they're twins. So dumb. And apparently they feel the same things at the same time. Like what was one... with the eighties and having boy girl twins on show ah. on uh, cartoons? I don't know. It's a, I do not know. It's a real <laughs> returning motif. Uh, yeah. Then we don't actually get a real name for Bluegrass. We just know that he's <laughs> like a a colonel. He's some sort of yeah. like military colonel but his name is bluegrass and he, he, he looks plays like guitar. a cowboy he looks like a cowboy uh and then we've <laughs> we have we have the copper kid oh my favorite from the, the planet best. of the mimes <laughs> the planet of the mimes it's from the mime it's planet alien. so it's this like alien kid who can only speak in like computerized chirps and whistles and <laughs> he and looks like <laughs> robot pagliacci <laughs> and he, they call him the copper kid uh, apparently he volunteered to be one of the silver hawks out of nowhere, I guess. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Uh, and then our final front, our final like friend on the team is their, their commander, uh, the grizzly stargazer who, uh, stargazer is from, amazing from hockey. <laughs> I think we'll, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. Pretty amazing. into stargazer. So that's, yeah. that's the people that we're dealing with. This is the team. This is the people that we're going to be living with for the foreseeable future. And I can't be more excited to find out, how terrible they are. Um, right. But then we, so, then we get into the One intro. thing I, I really love about the Copper Kid that we'll mention, in, in the couple times they reference the Planet of the Mimes, that's what they call it. Like, that's yeah. the yes. official title is the yeah, Planet of the Mimes. Like, you know, Clown Bond or something. It's... <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, let's name the planets. Mars, Venus, the Planet of the Mimes. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe that's what locals call Neptune or something, you know? Yeah. Is that know. where mimes came from? <laughs> I think maybe. Uh, men are from Venus. Wait, men are from Mars. <laughs> women are from Venus. Mimes, mimes are, from, are Neptune. from Neptune. Mimes are from the planet of the mime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love so, it. So uh, we, we should briefly talk about the, the intro and then move on to the episode. The intro yeah, is so agreed. good. The song is so fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I think we latched onto it a long time ago, years ago, because a it's got some sweet guitar stuff, but b of the fra- the phrase partly metal, partly real, it's is such a super weird like, to me. It's just does such a cipher. It's such a <laughs> what a, what and a, they what really a... really latch on to that rule in this yeah. in this first episode. Yeah, they mentioned partly metal, partly real a number of times. 
Yeah, like about that 600 was, times. Like this song was, <laughs> the song must have been written before the show. I don't know. I don't know I don't in what know. way they were so attached to that phrase yeah. so early. It's kind but of arbitrary I'm, and odd to me. Until they started saying it in the episode, I wondered if it was just sort of a, a hackneyed rhyme because they wrote the first yeah, line first. Where it exactly. was like, you know, wings of silver, nerves of steel. That's how I took it. Especially metal, since oftentimes, like, partly real. <laughs> you know, if you out if you outsource the the creation of your theme song, then you're expecting a musician to have a deep understanding of your show. Yeah, that they probably <laughs> don't have. Honestly, they were probably so smitten with the theme song like we were before they had it all written, and then just kind of kept peppering in all those lines, right, from the theme. Yeah, because they knew you know it was going to carry them through. Um, well. And they animated that intro like butter. It's so yeah, it good. Looks pretty, and it, is, it looks pretty fantastic. Uh, and light <laughs> light just glints off of everything it fucking can. All <laughs> mm-hmm. of that entire intro. There's lens flares and like weird little bing, shine things. Yeah, it's, very it's, good. It's amazing. I mean, at this point, you don't even really need to see the episode after <laughs> this point. <laughs> you know? Like you've gotten it's the full true. info dump, you've seen the theme song, and then oh no, I think all the way is... up to at least you got to watch till Monster drives off in his squid car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's jump right in. Let's yeah. Uh, so we start with Commander Stargazer with a very well, he's talking to our narrator, choice. right? Or do we know who he's talking to? Uh, yeah, he's sending his transmission. Yeah, I uh, think it it might be to the narrator, but it's and... it's to Earth. And we're we're finding out that um, there has been an escape attempt from uh, Prison Planet Ten. No, no, oh, no, 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 not Prison Planet. <laughs> penal Planet. Oh, Penal Planet. <laughs> penal Planet uh, Ten. Penal Planet Ten, which also is not a planet; it's a space station, <laughs> which I did notice. But yes, there's uh, been details. a prison break, uh, and then uh, they f- we find out that it's been monstar who escaped now from for what planet they, 10 yeah now so here's the thing they do so much over explaining of so much in this show mm-hmm. and we get no lip service to what the fuck a moon star is no we don't right. and so and, and that, monstar clear, is powered by the monstar. light of the moon star and for <laughs> some right. reason they it, it it's light makes it to penal planet 10 which seems like a dramatic oversight, but maybe the moon star moves. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, I can't got really... the sense. I got the sense that shit was moving, and it was like a flare up, and it was in the right direction to maybe hit Penal Planet Ten. I don't know, but it gives it. it the, the moon star gives Monstar all of his juice, his evil juice, and yeah. he wants to drink it so bad. But <laughs> they like lower the shutters on his little prison cell, and they the guards close are his like mediocre laughing. window. <laughs> yeah like just don't put a window in his cell yeah just don't put real. a window in there i don't know otherwise <laughs> you know you got no problem here we have no show yeah well <laughs> don't do it don't do it uh we do we have a moment that i i really truly love uh he tries to like bribe the weird dinosaur alien guard and the robot guard friend to open the window and let the rays in, which is like, no, of course you'll get out. But, but he says, uh, 
he says a thing where which just screams that it was written by the same people as Thundercats because he says he'll give them wealth beyond wealth, which is like the same phrasing as like sort of omens give me sight beyond sight. Oh yeah, it's totally. like they don't know how to write anything else. It's just like yeah, give me their... wealth beyond wealth. It's yeah, it's it was really interesting to me. Uh, <laughs> it's like I don't know, I don't know if you want to call it like a signature move of their writing, but. Uh, I I hope we see more of that sort of thing. Oh, we already it. do because once he gets hit by that by that good moon juice, mm. uh, well, he drinks deep from the from the well of the moon juice. <laughs> right. He he gets his whole Mumra sequence from oh, that's right. He does, and he does like the where Mumra says, "Ancient spirits of evil, turn this decrepit form into Mumra." And then, his his steel yeah. form is kind of a lot stupider than his lion <laughs> it's form. It's way stupid. <laughs> yeah. He looks so, kind of badass as a like a one-eyed lion. He looks grizzled and like dangerous. Mm-hmm. And then he turns into this like spiky-haired like iron maiden. He looks like yeah. Krang's suit from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah. That big walking yellow Krang suit except just yeah. add a couple more spikes on it and <laughs> it's Yeah, he's yeah. a real Dorcas. Uh, and, and but he does he does this like mum or moon star of limbo turn this into give me the he says moon star of limbo give me the might the muscle the menace of monstar right which and... sounds kind of like a the might the muscle the menace of moon star it's like a <laughs> like a cosmetics commercial or something <laughs> he's got the might um yeah so they fuck up they fuck up he he manages to like punch his way through the thing that's covering the window because i guess it wasn't immune to punches and right. uh and he sees some of the rays and he turns into his crazy form and he tumbles out into space mm-hmm. yeah Where he needs the through. space squid oh yeah. his, his best friend skyrunner his skyrunner yeah uh, and would, then he would... doesn't recognize him yeah, the 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 Skyrunner had gone feral since since uh, Monstar had been in prison. So he must first defeat the Space Squid in in combat. To, uh, to <laughs> and he uses well, he doesn't though. He uses a star from his eye. That's some kind of light that flies. Yeah, it's around. a bit of a phony fight, but it does seem like he retames the creature. Yeah, he does. Well, yeah. yeah, that's the sort of end result. Is that he gets a robot suit? Well, the end result is he turns it into a car. So it's like I don't really understand. <laughs> it's like a fucking you... squid hot rod. <laughs> it's so good. It's oh, so it's, good. amazing. It, it is hard to adequately describe to a podcast. He, besides, he turns the squid into a car. Like I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I didn't have the words. No, no. Do yourself a favor and just sort of engorge yourself. Uh, gorge you well you know get get a lot of it just get in gorge picture just, a squid just, and then get, picture it being a car <laughs> yeah yeah no that's right that's that's yeah. correct yeah then he um, jumps in his he jumps in his convertible his uh his his, his 50s hot rod yeah, and drives off out through in the parking space. lot <laughs> yeah he drives off like a fucking greaser <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. And then we go back to Stargazer on, you know, all alone on his like watch <laughs> surveillance place in space and the Hawk Haven. 
he he has a great vocal choice he he just i can't even it's like somewhere between like he reminds me of like danny devito and just like a cr- a cranky old curmudgeon person who doesn't <laughs> like he wouldn't be the leader of heroes he doesn't well no he, he's no but he's sarcastic. very believable as the person who's just like constantly sitting in a you know universal observatory and he's just getting crankier and meaner <laughs> uh, especially yeah. since he seems like i get the impression he used to be some sort of notorious hero he caught munstar yeah <laughs> yeah and monstar munstar and when munstar <laughs> got out he's like uh stargazer i'm coming for you or some stupid crap you know because he's just they're mad they've got a history they're building in some lore for us you guys <laughs> it's true it's they true. know how much it's we a want little it. refreshing. It's a little <laughs> refreshing coming off dinosaurs. <laughs> it you is. Know, they just had none of that figured out. <laughs> yeah, you know, like and and feeling like a little bit of history is nice. Stargazer also has a like, look, is anybody listening, or am I just talking to myself? Yeah. He's basically just given us all of that. Oh, what does like, he say? What does he say about uh, Monstar escaping? Oh, he vamoosed the coop. <laughs> yeah, yeah he says, I don't know. He he's a. He, I'm excited to spend more time with Stargazer. He seems like a real yeah. exciting coot. He did do that thing that I hate, and where he referred to, is it uh, Steel Heart or Steel Will? What's the? They're, he said the female Steel Heart. And when they say the female, which <laughs> I always hate when they refer to women as just as females, like. The yeah. Ferengi or something. <laughs> the female, yeah, it does have a the the female. Yeah, it does yeah, feel like a like a Ferengi. It's a very thing. common thing for some reason. Oh, is it? Um, it's something I hadn't noticed. Besides, yeah, no, yeah. You keep an eye out for Ferengi. in other places when they start saying is it like oh, always yeah, sci-fi stuff, or is it going to be in weird weird places? Oh, it'll just be weird places. <laughs> it's a weird thing people have internalized and refer to just women as just the female. <laughs> So, so the yeah. the we finished that little segment, and I was wondering if we weren't just going to get a time jump to like, okay, and the Silverhawks are here, and we're going to get a showdown. But no, the rest of the episode nope. is spent back on Earth when they're recruiting and testing the Silverhawks themselves. Well, um, and you want to talk about uh, the internalized sexism there? Like, we we see a shot of Steelheart and Steel Will, who are supposed to be, I think the phrase is equal in every way, or something along those lines. Like, right. Mm-hmm. And then he's got this big old, this big old dumbbell, and she's got these tiny little girl weights. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like, all right, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also like this whole sequence from here to the rest of the show. This like until the end credits is kind of a snooze. It honestly. is, yeah. It's just uh, a poor the- plotting decision it just we feels... take a we take a big nosedive after Munstar drives off in his car <laughs> <laughs> we do we do a lot of uh oh my god the most the most i think painful scene i've ever seen on television uh where they're going through the checkup of the of the party parts on these people yeah oh, yeah and it's just like arms okay ankles <laughs> okay legs okay wings okay hands okay 
head. Okay, <laughs> it's so long. It is so long. It's the worst. And it and that's yeah. all. And that's all sort of to justify the moment where they say hearts. Oh no, the twins. Oh, there's something no. wrong with their hearts. And yeah. then they're gonna replace the twins' hearts with robot hearts. And the, one of the guys is like, "Is that okay?" And the other one's like, "Oh yeah, no, it's fine." Yeah, and they make a joke about it. <laughs> like, I guess they really will be called Steel Heart. Yeah, and Steel Will. It's it's very odd. So yeah. what we're ta- what we're talking about? There's like these like two mucky mucks. Like there's this sort of weird scientist guy and a general, a science and, elf. They've got a dandy yeah, science like a, elf, a science elf, like a, and like a and like a Churchilly like uh, figure, a and Churchill like general. Yeah, they're making a bunch of decisions, a bunch of just you know really quick whim type decisions about the lives of these five individuals. Right. Cause they're basically robocopping like an entire group of people. Yeah. Of, like just able-bodied humans or <laughs> mimes. Yeah. The decision, um, the decision is hilarious because they're like, Oh, well they're not going to be able, we can't just send normies. They got to be partly metal and partly real. And then that's they're the like, only way this works. Yeah. The only way this works. It's like, it's like, it's like their science is based off some sort of prophecy, you know? Like, yeah. It is foretold that they will be Or a child's metal. riddle. Yeah, it's like, it's bizarre because, I don't know, the only way they can send heroes to another galaxy is because the rigors of the space voyage is too tough or something for, yeah. for just yeah. normies. So they've got to bravely sacrifice their human bodies right to but to they, make this trip the decision or like is most of the human bodies room. they like they get to keep like a hunk arm like one hunky arm and then <laughs> right. their face mask i just yeah i thought it was so cavalier how quickly they went from like well they're gonna have to be partly metal and then it's like oh okay well that's gonna be no problem and they just sort of scramble yeah. their chairs and go yeah hey, what would it the look like if they go were ahead part and metal his skin off of his body and uh, <laughs> just fucking do it <laughs> yeah chop those legs off we don't need them <laughs> put some robot shit on there put those in the in the flesh garbage yeah uh, the the fact is there's no time spent on the on these characters themselves who are supposed to be our main characters there's nothing yeah, like no hey how do you feel about signing up and sacrificing your human body there's nothing there's we get no, no. check-in emotionally that's a great point yeah they have very few lines yeah, uh, yeah. And no the main characters of this episode are Monstar and Science Elf, in general. Yeah, uh, it's and it's... the and the Slug Boy. The... <laughs> He's very funny. <laughs> you have a weird Slug Boy who has a very funny voice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that, so we don't need to belabor this part of the episode. It made no, it made no impact on us. But they they have to do some sort of <laughs> test. To prove themselves to the person who made their super cool new starship that they're worthy of it or something. And this person is a creepy slug alien with a weird voice. Yeah, he's and a silly they, ass alien. And they do <laughs> they do some kind of like stunt flying plus like skydiving plus fighting off a drone situation. And it impresses it's, everyone, I suppose. Honestly, but- completely forgettable. <laughs> I kind of tuned out because I just wasn't getting anything for like five whole minutes. <laughs> uh, the one, the one key thing that we take away from it though is that their ship is called the Mirage and it can go invisible. That is true. That is an important yeah. part. I imagine that will get used a lot. Uh, but so yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna point out uh, for this huge scene 
this this is going to have released uh, about six months after Top Gun. Oh, oh, and is it? Does it not kind of smack of just doing Top Gun for ten minutes? It does. It does a little That's bit. That's a good point. You're right. No, that yeah. that's that's totally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense in that light for sure, but it it really just needed character drama, yeah, or, it, yeah. or any any interaction between the people. You know, yeah. I don't know how anyone feels about each other right now. Right, I don't know anything about Steelheart and Steelwill. I don't know anything about Quicksilver. We learn a little bit at the very end and kind of a sailor. A little sense. bit about our boy from the planet of the mines. <laughs> about mine boy and, and, and bluegrass. So I hope so is this gonna be a repeating like let's teach kids about the solar system segment? I hope think? so. Uh where the copper know. kid, yeah, wants to learn about space. Yeah, and copper flying. kid wants to be a pilot or something. Uh and bluegrass Bluegrass is like, hey, well, why don't you know? Why don't I teach you about the solar system? I'll give you a weird point system for every question you get right, and then his computer's somehow like immediately ready for this weird game he invented on the spot. Yeah, uh, but like, and and but having this diff, this totally different ambition seems kind of weird. Like, the if this is if the the sci-fi analogy to this is the four people who selected her to go to space, basically, right? They're astronauts. Yeah, yeah. and. To learn that somebody's biggest dream isn't to be an astronaut is kind of goofy. Like, oh, I just wanted to fly regular planes and they're making yeah. me fly this dumb space plane. We already pulled <laughs> your skin off of your body and made you yeah. a robot boy. Like, I thought you this were is all the end. <laughs> this Copper is the kid. end, man. This is it. Did you not you realize that you were volunteering for, Copper Kid? Right. Did, well, I, I guess he could have spoken <laughs> out against it, but... <laughs> Oh, so maybe he did, but they just didn't get his ooga booga language. <laughs> <laughs> He's constantly just saying, no, you don't understand. <laughs> no, I don't want to decipher his like human ears. wingdings. Stop feeling my skin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I want to experience fleshly pleasures. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, so I, the... it's a little cruel, like to have a boy do this before he really could decide you know, to be, yeah. a, I don't know. It's ethically, there's just so much to unpack and I'm still unpacking <laughs> yeah. it, but I think that's uh, pretty much that's it. Pretty How much do we it. feel? The, the one thing I wanted to point out really fast though, is that, uh, in true eighties fashion, there is, there is a, a different spelling to captain or captain to copper kid. Kid does have two D's just like kid oh, video good. does. Thank God. Um, <laughs> So Copper Kid is with two Ds, lest you think that he is in any way normal or not super cool in the 80s. Or they they could have spelled it with, with two Ks. They could have. Or a K-Y. <laughs> a K-Y. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm so excited to keep watching this show. <laughs> I'm I'm digging it. I like, I like it visually, even though this first episode didn't really get us into, like, the meat of what's going on. I'm, uh... I buy into it. This is like the most Saturday morning of Saturday morning stuff we're watching right now. Yeah, Death. for sure. Yeah, I'm really hoping we do actually get some character time because other, you know, right now they really are just being presented like we're seeing them sort of through the eyes of the general like they are just military assets. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, they're not they're just. And the fact that they are there are people under there who, again, went through this like gruesome transformation. <laughs> is you know hopefully hopefully they they address a little bit of that but 
No, yeah, no. they probably won't. They probably, probably won't not. because they got to they got to make being a Silverhawk feel glamorous and exciting. I, let's be real. I got I lied. I just want to see more of that squid car. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm here for. I'm here for Monstar and the squid car. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Should we hear from a sponsor? Let's do it. Let's hear from a sponsor. Uh, hey, Andy. Yeah, what's up? We've got a new sponsor this week that I was hoping you might be able to tell us a little bit more about. Okay. Uh, can you tell us what's going on with the people over at Weasel Cheese? Weasel Cheese. Yeah. Yeah, no, they uh, they they like to keep to themselves, I think, for reasons that ought to be pretty self-explanatory. But uh, but no, they, they, they can come out into the light now and they can tell you what they're up to. Um, the smell that you've been noticing from the people over there at Weasel Cheese uh, is, in fact, Weasel Cheese. I know. <laughs> I know. It's strange to, to notice uh, a smell that you've never had before. But um, they've got uh, just racks upon racks of, you know, just teeming with weasels, just ready to go. And they, they walk down the aisles and they milk all of the weasels. It's, I've got some questions about weasel cheese. Uh, please, please tell me. Please ask me. What uh, what sort of what sort of vitamins and minerals are is weasel cheese rich in? <laughs> uh, you know, vitamin vitamin Q. Uh, that's a big one. That's a uh, big one. And and truly, truly, uh, also vitamin Q. It's just vitamin Q. Actually, it's it has no nutritional value. The most questionable vitamin. <laughs> it's an incredibly questionable vitamin. Uh, you're not re- ever really sure if it's helping or not. It's sort of a sort of a take your chances. Like, can you can you really afford to be deficient in Q? You don't know what it's gonna do. Um, and so they're trying to corner that market. Uh, How's it taste? Oh, just just like you'd expect. <laughs> just awful. Just terrible. <laughs> Like you, li- like you licked the bottom of a sixth grader's desk. You know? <laughs> oh God! Like it is, it is truly an experience. But foodies love us, you know. the The adventurous people really love trying the weasel milk and the weasel cheese that we make from the the milk. Uh, it is not a problem. I I I, I want you to. Please That's just understand. It's not a problem what it's we're doing. Not, or it's not your problem. <laughs> it's not it's not your problem to deal with. She will never turn her back on a friend. She is always there to defend. She is the one of who we can defend. She is the one named Sailor. Alright, everybody, we're jumping back into Sailor Moon. After last week's showdown at the airport, where Sailor Moon and her friends fight a bunch of airplanes and, and sure melt did. what I'm pretty sure were real police officers, uh, we take a little dip down into uh, a new style of Sailor Moon. There's a couple new baddies who show up and yeah. uh, take Jadeite's place while he is uh, slumbering away in the eternal sleep. And the. Yeah, poor uh, for Jadeite. Yeah, the blurb of the episode goes as follows. The Negaverse are added again, which is an interesting pluralization for Negaverse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Negaverse are added again, this time trying to make Molly's good friend and tennis player Katie's energy. Okay, so this is just 
all sorts of nonsense. This time trying to take Molly's good friend and tennis player Katie's energy, making Katie mean. <laughs> also, <laughs> Serena has a new crush. Max, Fe- Max Field. Also, Serena has a new crush on Max Field, a tennis player. <laughs> all right, we made it. We made it through that horrible slosh of writing. Uh, that was awful. Which I could have, I could have screamed better for uh, <laughs> its content. Oh, I'm man. sorry, listeners. If you've turned off the podcast forever, <laughs> uh, I, I guess we can't really help you now. But we can't really talk. It, to it them is either. better. The bad man is gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So the deal. The He's deal going with to jail. One, uh, we we get a new we get a main new villain uh, whose name is Neflite. And his his whole deal is that rather than Jadeite's plan of, you know, casting a wide net and affecting like 100 people at once, he thinks that you can get the same amount of energy or more by exploiting the right person at like the peak moment of their life. Yeah, if you can get one person poised to be really fucking sad, then you can take all of it, which I think is a really cool idea and a really cool shift up from... Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about how low stakes Jadeite's plots are. Like, I yeah. just don't care if girls get a little tired. If that's not interesting <laughs> drama. Yeah. Right. Uh, but one yeah. person who might get their life destroyed is is more interesting. It is. Yeah, it's like a, a plot reason they're calling out in the show. Hey, we should switch up our plots a little bit. Mm-hmm. Make these episodes a little more interesting. <laughs> and so they actually like introduce a a mechanism to make that happen which i think is yeah which i think is interesting of course i don't really stand behind the reasoning there's no no possible way one person's energy is as good as taking a little bit from everybody and especially calling out like yes katie sandler of oh i know did you pick (laughs) a white enough fucking name yeah that is not her name (laughs) we found the whitest girl in tokyo (laughs) (laughs) oh man uh, we get a we get a hint of another another villainous character named Zoicite, uh, right. who sort of floats down and it, uh, makes fun of Neflite while he's talking to Beryl. Um, Neflite is fantastic. Neflite is like a, a Fabio demon. Yeah, he's yeah, got, it's great. He's got some serious animal magnetism going. Uh, he's got long, luscious locks, and he likes to jump over shit. I just love my horoscopes. <laughs> he's a big he's a big zodiac guy oh yeah he is he makes a castle and he sits in his castle looking at his horoscope <laughs> yeah he has the constellations choose the human he's gonna go and uh fuck with and yeah. apparently sagittarius's arrow chose katie sandler yeah so and maybe molly's maybe your guys sister as well i guess that mostly means austin's uh prior knowledge of sailor moon might have helped you here Right. But amid the shift from Jadeite's goofy plots to single person plots, like every time we've met a new person so far, they've been a sailor scout. Right. Did either of you guys get really faked out about yes. Katie? I had I, to double check that that was Jupiter. Uh, yeah, I had to I, do some I, quick Googling and I realized, yeah, no, it wasn't. But you could have fooled me initially. Yeah. Yeah. So Katie doesn't turn out to be anybody. She's just a pawn. And that's interesting. And which mm-hmm. I suppose might be a little more uh, status quo as the episodes go forward. We'll meet a new person who maybe doesn't become a scout. Or right. they might. Or they could or they next might, time which they is could be. Also interesting. Like, you, 
you know, it's not the same thing as when Ray or when Ray or Amy appeared where it's like, oh, well, this person's definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think the rule of thumb is if that person shows up in the little pre-episode episode teaser, oh, uh, right. then we know they're going to become a new Sailor Scout. <laughs> hmm. But yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, let's let's jump into the, the real meat here. Yeah, so the issue being that uh, Katie, the girl in question, is uh, she's like a year ahead of them and she's big into tennis. And so and she's also she's also like she grew up with Molly, Serena's friend. And (laughs) the demon Nephlight shows up as some sort of super hot, hot rod driving tennis coach named Maxfield Stanton. Yeah, Fleshlight shows up and does a front flip into the tennis court <laughs> and like shows up, yeah, like with his wavy hair. <laughs> they all are in love with him immediately because of course right. they are. He just and... he just flipped over a 10-foot fence. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> and Serena was right there and her hackles were not nearly up enough. She was she was enamored by his by his boy parts. By his yeah. wondrous flowing hair and big gorgeous eyes. Yeah, yeah, she totally missed how he just like launched. Clearly himself. demonstrated a supernatural power. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come on, Serena. Um, but he he goes in and he ends up uh, sort of whammying Katie's tennis racket and putting nega force. Her tennis racket with the power of the nega force, <laughs> and and <laughs> g- gives her the strength of ten. Uh, and and she she takes it and she kind of gets all like crazy town possessed with with rage and power. It makes her a real rude dude. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it does. She's hella rude. Uh, and she yeah. almost the like, rudeness of someone. ten men. The rude- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything was multiplied by ten. <laughs> uh, no, she almost kills somebody with a with a tennis ball. She's a she's a monster now. Um. And that definitely worries people. And meanwhile, Luna is getting uh, sort of plot irrelevant information from her secret like contacts that she uh, has talked to once or twice before. Yeah, we had some other good code phrases this time. <laughs> yeah, what were Kitty they? Craves uh, her, Kitty craves her catnip. <laughs> Kitty stalks in the moonlight. Kitty will be fed. Yeah. They they have these weird cat related code phrases so that they can tell I guess that they're cool that they're who they say they are. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird moment because then they're like, oh, the the bad guys are from another dimension called the Negaverse and they're stealing human energy for something. And Luna acts like that's news. Yeah, I thought we knew that. I think maybe yeah. we know because we have seen the inside of their castles and. And I think there's an obvious inference you could make as a watcher, uh, even if they didn't give us that. But, <clears throat> but we, we have the really advantage. Know. I mean, we've seen inside their castles. You know, <laughs> if you imagine your Sailor Moon and you just stopped Jadeite's plan to turn everybody's tongues pink. The, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it doesn't necessarily explain what the fuck he was doing. That's true. That's true. That's very true. Um. But Luna, Luna sort of takes that as a call to action, and then they meet, and they're uh, the Sailor Scouts are wondering what they're gonna do, and Serena is just entirely still 
uh, in love with a tennis guy and is like, let's take tennis lessons. <laughs> yeah, and Luna Luna rightfully calls her out as a thirst monster. <laughs> it's true. She's a terrible hero and a thirst monster. And Ray's mad at her and Luna's mad at her. And Amy, as usual, doesn't take sides. Well, and... Ray is getting progressively more annoyed by Serena's... Uh... Horn doggery. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they were doggery, but her, you know, her her dibs. The way that she applies dibs to everybody. Yeah, because <laughs> Ray's also trying to get her, you know, trying to trying to you know <laughs> get her uh, beak get her wet. beak wet in the hung sauce. <laughs> what did you? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? She's trying to get her beak wet in the hung sauce. <laughs> Thank you. And you'd think there'd be enough hunk sauce to go around. No, because Serena keeps calling dibs on all of them. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a line where she's like, wait a minute. I thought you were in love. Are you- Does that mean you're done with tuxedo mask? And Does she's that like, mean your dibs? Yeah. No. <laughs> she's so Because fickle. she's a sexual conqueror. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she gets she gets kind of the this bug in her butt that she is, uh, that they don't respect her. And if she can go and deal with whatever's going on with Katie on her own, because she did, she did eventually sort of sense that something was weird, uh, right. that maybe they'd respect her more. Yeah, and so Molly comes to her for help, uh, crying about, you know, like she doesn't even get to go take the tennis lessons because yeah, Molly's already come to her and and like knows that something is up, which so, like, you know, so like, was a smart move. Yeah, and 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 I think I wanted to kind of point out with this where. We've gone from these these big uh, these big machinations to tight little personal stories, right? And with that comes the more personal, like a friendship's been affected. Um, it's really mostly just Serena and Molly in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I really dig that. With the caveat, that much Molly was pretty intense. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. That of voice Molly. actress is still really. Uh, <laughs> just trying her her job yeah it's 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 difficult to listen to that like faux new york kid thing uh yeah but i bet this episode might have been a real treat in uh in uh japanese yeah yeah and i i definitely enjoyed it for tennis fans (laughs) but so they go to uh they go to see katie yeah, because she's still practicing Katie, tennis at like midnight. Yeah, she's defeating chumps left and right. <laughs> and they're not chumps. These guys, I think, are supposed to be like professional tennis players that are there that she's schooling. Okay, she's making chumps out of not of knots chumps. Yeah, yeah. The, of she's the taking hunks and chumping them. <laughs> she's making chumps out of hunks. <laughs> and then she goes like Super Saiyan on Serena. And Molly. She gets she gets enough rage that her that her tennis racket. Uh, this is the part we're at, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where her tennis racket uh, turns on her turns on her negaforce. Right, the spell like first activates. it starts like gushing wind out of it. Mm-hmm. Sort of a pretty cool own, scene. Sort of, it's a pretty like fiery, yeah. fiery yeah, rage. Bonkers. And then so the the part that I thought was kind of weird was her. Negaforce racket then creates a demon, uh huh, for them to fight, uh huh. Yeah, instead of actually sort of fighting Katie, 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, if there was a demon the whole time, I don't know. It's just it to me. It's a weird. You know, it felt like a forced decision to make so that Serena could cut somebody in half. I, I mean, think so too. I mean, you know, yes, to fulfill yes their no. bloodlust. I think that that we've seen so far in this show that it's basically a strictly demon-based economy, right? Right. A- everything that they do is at some level because there was another demon of the week. And so this time when he like whammies up a racket, it does make sense considering all the episodes we've seen that it was just that he like had a demon possess it and now the demon comes out. Yeah, um, but I guess that you could have just said that earlier, like here's a demon racket, this is going to this is going to help us get what we want. Sure. The impression I got was that he put a spell on a normal racket. That's yeah. what it and appears. It, and it was funneling her energy. It was just exactly. sucking up her energy. And then they had that peak energy from her. Yep. And they were just sort of also making her evil in the process. But then to make her evil and then also she leaves and then there's a demon yep. in the racket is just kind of noisy. I think. Yeah, that's I a perfect way to put it. It, it was a clumsy way of doing what they could have just done the same amount of explaining but just done a better job at it. It's it's like they were trying to shake up the formula. And so instead of it being an evil tennis demon lady <laughs> who plays a lot of tennis, they sort of fit, you know, a single innocent victim in there. And then yeah. also, well, they still just need to have an evil demon tennis lady who turns Serena into a tennis ball. <laughs> into a tennis ball. Into one of the cutest little fight scenes. That's oh, like... Shit. She turns Serena into a tennis ball and just throws her around the tennis court. And not the size of a tennis ball, the size of a no. person. But yeah. she's still got a face and arms. It's like a, it's like a tennis ball suit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but with yeah. a little bit more of the regular properties of a tennis ball, like mm-hmm. she can be bounced around. Yeah. Like she'd be the mascot. She'd be standing at the side of the road, spinning a sign. But yeah, she uh, does. Yeah. She does look like go... a sign twirler. Yeah. Or a tennis ball company. Also, when Serena transforms, she has a great line where she says, you have abused the game of tennis. And in the name of the moon, I will punish you. I love that high moon crime is to abuse the game of tennis. (laughs) It's like, look, you can you can destroy a person's life, but you do not besmirch the name of tennis. That is the Lord's game. Yeah, it's the Lord's game. It's about to be 16. It's about to be 15 love. 16. <laughs> uh, so the thing that I found most fun about this episode right now is that Tuxedo Mask shows up and they actually fight together. Yep. They right. show some, show some, show some camaraderie. Which yeah, he's got I, a cane now? Well, it's he's not a, a cane. badass it's a magic cane. wand thing. Oh, I isn't it? it isn't cane. it? I mean, I guess it could oh, be a cane. It, it's it shrinks, more like it a magic shrinks at his wand. Have, at his whimsy. Have we seen him with the wand? Uh, I hadn't noticed no. the wand before. No, he just has the roses. Okay. And so, yeah, he like he he does most of the work. Like as per usual in this situation, he shows up and sort of throws the rose, but then he ends up dealing most of the the hurtful blows to the demon too. Uh right. until the end, of course, when Serena figures it out and takes care of it. Uh but it is it is kind of nice. Uh he 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 kind of is standing in front and she's flanking him and they're coming at him together. Uh, but I was very confused by a moment where he chucks the rose at her and the rose hits her face and then he gets like real bad gas or something. Yeah, he has some kind of injury or like power fluctuation. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a thread that they're introducing that okay. will continue. I'm going to guess. I think maybe the next time he shows up, there might be a more pronounced version of that. And then it'll be but he's oh, borrowing power. He's borrowing powers that aren't his. And uh... right. Something like that. I think <clears throat> we're starting to see. OK, uh, a, more of an evolution of his character. And I think this is like the first step in that. That's good. OK, that that because that was a little confusing to me. And then he disappears and she's like, I hope he's OK. And then we kind of don't get an answer to it. and We don't see him again. Right. So, right. I thought it was kind of dumb for Serena to be like, I'm going to take on this thing all by myself instead of getting help. But then the show kind of condones her methods because uh, because Ray and Amy and Luna show up and they're like, wow, I guess she really can handle it on her own. And so she kind of gets what she wants. Right. She doesn't really learn a lesson. (laughs) She got all horned up over a tennis boy and then it kind of paid off. Uh, but Katie goes back to normal and has seemingly no ramifications for having been a, a terror child uh, the last week or so. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if they if any of them know why or if they're she doesn't remember anything. Yeah. But then Molly was like, yeah, and she doesn't know anything that happened. <laughs> like, Molly, do you know what happened? Do you know that Serena's <laughs> Sailor Moon now? Did you were you awake for the Sailor Moon bit? Were you asleep how do she you was knocked out for that time but then when she comes back and she's fine it's like i don't... can see the future now <laughs> <laughs> i know all so that like... ever was and ever will be <laughs> <laughs> yeah like molly doesn't hold any of that like she doesn't know there was a supernatural reason that her like best friend's sister in quotes was you know was all bad and gross being a huge dick. Uh, Yeah. So I don't know. That's, you know, a lot of forgiveness on Molly's part, (laughs) a lot of, you know, immediate forgiveness. I guess I would assume Serena did a really, really good job of explaining whatever happened. Yeah. And then she just sort of (laughs) took that, whatever lie she told at face value. But, and then we have a, we got a sailor says, yeah, it's hard being brave. yeah, be brave. Brave is good. You should do it. I yeah, it was this was a real a real bottom <laughs> scraper. Real barrel here's, scraper. Here's some other ways to be brave. You can tell the truth. You can stand up for someone. Oh, you can do your homework. Fuck you, Luna. I don't want to do my homework. Yeah. There was that also a weird point where like <laughs> it was like a trying to there's there's a positive and a, and a and a weird swing on this where like you can stand up for some goofy nerd uh yeah right but it was also like li- you know stand up for somebody living their truth like somebody who like doesn't give a fuck they're living their life they're not hurting anybody you know, picking on them was still wrong right which is also true right yeah all right well let's uh let's hit it head over to our sponsor corner bust a move yeah uh hey rory yeah what's up uh, I want to know all about this very exciting new sponsor. Uh, this is a sponsor. I'm very excited. I know you've been working a really long time uh, with the billing departments and, you know, with accounts to, to really try to land this land this account. It's for exciting. Our show. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us about Mummy Vitamins? <laughs> Mummy Vitamins are a new way to 
grow bandages? <laughs> <laughs> you said, yeah, that's that was that was really convincing. Yeah, the question mark is right there in the copy. You take them twice daily. Um, you know, especially for like if you're like a burn victim, usually. So I think the, I think the important part to, to focus on is is the is the posterity work that they do, where where when a person who who has who has flesh wounds or gross flesh, mm-hmm. if they're like ugly or spooky, <laughs> you can start giving them these, uh, you know, mummy vitamins as like a twice daily supplement to their normal daily diet, and. Um, they will start growing bandages from their from their spookiest uh, places, oh, and wow. and their grossest their grossest visages, um, and and before too long they're fully mummified, uh, and much like the Invisible Man are now capable of living a a, a relatively normal lifestyle. Uh, oh wow! Coated coated in in the bandages that keep them uh, safe. From preening eyes and and the jeers and jabs of children. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Can normal people take mummy vitamins? You can. I mean, yes. If you if you feel that you were were born in a body that that perhaps doesn't best suit the way you wish to appear, you may Wait. simply decide I- I'd like to be a mummy. And um, <laughs> but it you know, will that's, start. Right. Uh, that's your right. It will right. start growing from your ugliest as, or spookiest. Parts. Yeah, it's gonna hurt your feelings, though. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> a value judgment for you. <laughs> yeah, it decides uh, but, what your spookiest part is. Wow. Wrap them up. Wrap them up with mummy vitamins. Get your band. Get your body. Get your body coated in bandages and and live your life the way that Jesus wanted. Wow, what a slogan. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mommy Vitamins. Yeah. All right, and then rounding out our uh, season two premiere episode, we've returned to Digimon Adventure, the 14th episode, Departure for a New Continent. Uh, this is sort of its, uh, in a a similar way to Sailor Moon, it is kind of a mid-season like second half, back half of the season premiere. Uh, we're sort of moving on to something new. So the blurb is, Genai urges the group to, gravel, to travel to server to defeat another enemy. Genai also tells about crests that will allow Digimon to digivolve further. The kids build a raft and leave File Island and are taken by Waymon to where the crests are hidden. So here's the deal. Well, I want to try something before we get too far into this and... and uh... Maybe it works and we we don't cut it. Maybe it works. I don't know. I want to just say, I want to count down three, two, one, and then we all say what we think was, in one word, the most important part of this episode. Oh. I think we're going to hit this. I think we're going to hit the same word. Are we? I think we're going to. I don't know. Three, two, to... one, one word answer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Three, two, one, Frigimus. <laughs> oh well, I didn't, it could have been fun. I didn't even say another word. I didn't even say anything. I couldn't. No, pick. you found you, you once again left me hanging. <laughs> oh man, uh, I do love Frigimon. You are right. 
<laughs> to see his face again was like seeing the sunshine. <laughs> it's very important. Very important to me All as a person. All right. Sorry to derail things so early. No, no, no that's fine. I just want to say here. Here's the deal. Um. I feel like all three of these shows that we watched tonight were all basically disaster fires in one way or another. <laughs> um, a ton I, of dead time. This is all just really weird plots. This episode, I think, was a smoking pit of garbage. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, it was this not was good. This was such a weird, bad, transitional, connective tissue episode. And... The the introduction of so Janai comes in and introduces the concept of you need tags and uh, and a crest and a crest you need tags and crests <laughs> to collect them all and get the more powerful Digivolve. Which, like you know, on one hand, I'm almost willing to give it to you. They get all the tags by the end of this episode. Yeah, and they didn't even work for it. So no. They just no, find they them didn't. and they <laughs> so again, it, it could it could have been could have been a simpler, less, less contrived. I think contrived might be the best way to put everything that happens in this episode. Well, you know, it, it's also just very like a video game, right? It's like, yeah, it it, it smacks of that stuff that we kind of were shitting on on Sonic and early Digimon for doing where they were like, hey, look, it's the stuff you can do in the game. And now it's like we've been put on a, a, a show equivalent of a fetch quest. So yeah, we, well, like, you know, like, like, you know, chronicling the plot quickly as it moves forward, like, um, the kids have no idea how to leave File Island, and right on cue, all of the friends who they've helped over the first uh, thirteen episodes show up, which yeah. was a kind of cool little bit, little moment yeah, where I did like we it. realized these were not just um, the way they felt in the episode, so throw throw away and. Uh, and sort of never to be seen again characters yeah. villains I mean, like a one-time right. villain they we all got show horse up robocop there. back uh-huh right. one of them but <laughs> but then they just help them build a pretty fucking a pretty shifty raft that's like yeah, yeah. okay i fail to see how this took the magical powers of seven digimon and, <laughs> and seven boys and seven regular digimon like boys and girls it it yeah. it, it just they could have built a ship with that many hands on deck. Yeah, and they seriously. come in with this tiny little raft and whatever. Okay, so they built a little raft. The size of the boat doesn't really matter. Well, maybe they break it about seven seconds later. Yeah, <laughs> the first thing that happens to that boat is it gets shattered. Well, the yeah. first thing that happens is the laziest ocean animation I've ever <laughs> it's seen. It's true. <laughs> oh, um, it's bad. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to skip over a moment that I loved real fast because. Oh, I wonder if I have the same one. I, <laughs> it was with Leomon. Oh uh, no, I had a Janai one. Oh, okay, so I'll go first then, because Leomon. Yeah. Oh, I Leom, know what you mean. Leomon shows up and he's like, he gets a compliment. No, so he says, "I heard you were all going to server." <laughs> yeah, I have and that. they were like, "How did you know about that?" And he says, "Oh, you know us monsters. We all love to gossip." Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I really it's love amazing. that. I really love yeah. that. He's a big is it Ty who tells him Udamon? Like you, yeah. like you're the man. <laughs> so. You're the man. Udamon. Udamon. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, it's terrible. What but was your Janai at the thing? beginning, Janai uh, talks about his connection, and he's got a good connection. As soon as uh, 
Devamon went away, and now he gets one that's ten cents a minute. <laughs> yeah, because okay, we didn't say this again, but Janai is the the old man who's like you know projecting to them on a hologram and being like, who "Come help us on server continent." We a need friend your help. to all and a friend to none, and human and not human. Yeah. So not really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he says he's got a connection to them for ten cents a minute. Ah. They're weird. They're Just weird. Gotta like, love those like late nineties dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah. Um Yeah. So they're on server. They need to get to server and they need all the tags and crests and buttons and you know <laughs> stickers and cardboard boxes. Pet to, their Digimon enough to get their friendship level high enough to, to make the blah 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 blah. Right. I think that I think that it's it's going to be okay, I think, uh, as soon as we get into the actual meat of the of the episodes that come that come after this. But, yeah, hearing about it, it sounds just like, God, man, we got to just go find all these, got to find the 50-whatever artifacts to, it just sounds, it sounds tiresome. Yeah, it does. And and tags is just not a, a good mythological thing to get. <laughs> it's just not a good MacGuffin. It doesn't feel satisfying. Yes, tags. We have to get the tags and crests. <laughs> you know, call them the like sacred seals of, you know, Oma Omaha or something. Yeah. But but just like tags? Can I get the tags? <laughs> <laughs> just like go clip some tags from like gotta do a crime spray paint. I don't know. It's just it's not good. It doesn't feel good. Um Let's see. Well, uh, with the raft before they get in the water, uh, the digi egg hatches. To oh, that's Poyomon. right. Yeah, because he's got the digi egg because TK turned into Angemon and blew all his juice last episode. Right. And turned back. Now that turned into. Now that Angemon. juice is congealed into a little yeah, ghost sorry. baby. Into a little ghost baby. <laughs> so we have a cute ghost baby. Uh, what was his name again? You said Poyomon. 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 Ponya, ponya, ponya. Don't they call don't they call him like a jelly type? Yeah, they like call a, him a jellyfish type Digimon. He's a little goop. He's a little pile of play-doh. <laughs> uh but then yeah, they're on the, the water, which is just like solid blue sheets that kind of bob up and down like it's <laughs> effectively the animation version of like a middle school play of a water <laughs> scene. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, the biggest thing that happens is that they run into the biz- biggest Digimon in the world, uh, whose name is Waymon. He's a whale. Yeah. Uh, he's a big whale and he's mean and mad. And of course he's got a black gear. Uh, and he I gobbles thought, him so right up. I thought for we were today's done with Digimon that. Bible story. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, well, it's, it's like Jonamon. part Bible story. Uh, I also kind of, <laughs> as they're going down and they're like, is this the throat or the esophagus? Where are we going? You know, kind of harken back to just like, is this a is magic school bus now? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's it's a little magic school bus episode. Gastric juice comes in. <laughs> I do love the way Izzy says gastric juice. This yeah. gastric juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whale yeah. Sw- the whale swallows them. If we skipped that part, they they get swallowed right. because of course they do. They're a bunch of Jonamons in a Waymon, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they blast uh, out the black gear. 
Yeah, they blast out the black gear. Actually, Ty makes himself useful for once because uh, Palmon makes a big like vine thing all the way up yeah. to where the gear is, and Ty actually does a little bit of main character in a hero display stuff. of athleticism that is completely unprecedented. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like hand over hand climbs up this vine, and then his digivice, and then like backflips back to the boat. Yeah. Ah, uh, oh, Ty. I like how little attention we've had to pay to Ty in the last few episodes. <laughs> yeah, we had a good thing going. <laughs> right, uh, and then, so they get blowholed out immediately. Yeah, and then we get the classic scene where the Digimon apologizes for how rude he's been. Yeah, yeah. and makes another weird dad joke about traffic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, like, like, like how long it it'll takes take me them five to get hours to or three, three without traffic. What is this? Like, who wrote this episode? <laughs> this is, it's just, it's so off voice. And what traffic know. could could annoy a giant Waymon? Waymon, well, other other right. Waymon? Are there that many other Waymon on the on the ocean? Yeah, I don't know. I also know that he's very veiny and sort of phallic, and it's a very strange whale design. <laughs> and he's got the, he's got kind of like a, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, though he's got yeah, he's got his coils and he's got like a skull cap. Yeah, and they write on top, and then they somehow mention in in conversation that they need to the Devamon, and they need the crests and the tags, and he's like, oh, hey, come on inside my mouth, and I'll take you to an underwater thing that I happen to see. <laughs> no <know>. tickling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super weird. He's like, oh, yeah, I kind of know about how Devamon hit something at the bottom of the ocean somehow. Let's it's go. It's right on the way. Look. It's convenient. Yeah, it's this is like this is like uh, writing <laughs> one hundred and one. Th- there's a there's is... a way it could have been cool where like Waymon appears to be incredibly powerful and incredibly old, and yeah. I would believe he's aware of Devimon and Devimon like coming into his ocean, but mm-hmm. his being a whale precludes him from fighting Devimon up on File Island. Yeah. You know, okay. he's just he's just an old god who that's outside of his range. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah or, the way they played it they as, as ex- for just con- extreme convenience was a little odd. Right. If they could have discovered the thing under the water. Right. You know, or if there was some sort of glowing beacon or their little digi tracker started lighting up and it took them there. Well, and you that's know, the crux some of sort it, of... right? They they need to be the agents in their own story. They need to actually right. have some control over it. As of right now, they didn't build the raft. They didn't know anything about like the only thing that they did was bust up a black gear after they got swallowed right. by a whale. Right. And... They're starting to get good at that because now they have their digivices allow them to actually take action because otherwise it was just all let the Digimon do stuff. Yeah, but this whole plot development of going to server is basically just because they don't have a better idea of how to go home. They're like, well, we solved the File Island problem. We don't have any answers here. Someone's right. asking us for help on server, and I guess we'll just go there because we still need to figure out how to get home. So they're Which, just being swept me, along still. Uh, there was yeah. a, a little there was a little hint of a cool conversation on File Island that I liked where it was like, look, we don't actually know going home is on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've conquered this island we made the friends can we just like rebuild here yeah <laughs> i just thought it was weird that that was joe who said that yeah because joe has always been mr i want to go home but he's yeah. also mr coward, coward mr safety. hates conflict yeah yeah that's also true 
And, and he's like, well, just, we got rid of all the scary people here, and we know where the food is here, so why don't we stay? Um, yeah. So the, Like, the, let's the, stay here forever. Let's die here. <laughs> <laughs> the back half of this episode is kind of a, a quicker repeat of the first half of the episode. Uh, they get down to an underwater cave that has air somehow. Uh, there's a convenience store, because we're still doing the weird, like, human world relic thing. And there's another black geared. <laughs> Sorry, angry I just thing. want to laugh at the fact that it's literally a convenience store <laughs> when it's sort of a plot convenience. Like the entire our entire true, plot issues is are funny. just the fact that it's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look how convenient. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they beat the this you know Dramogamon. It's like a he's like a Dramoji emoji mon the emoji movie mon <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's a he's a mole with a he's a drill bit Taylor yeah <laughs> yeah he's a real drill bit ter- Taylor uh and then they get the tags I don't know it's not even worth talking about like yeah they get the tags they beat the thing they do the beat the black gear the Dramogamon apologizes for being mean and then they leave and they're like yeah we got the tags. Hooray. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's and they, rough. they ride off into the sunset on top of Waymon. Um Yeah, it, it just sort of felt like they needed a they needed an episode to go here and they didn't have enough good ideas. So they pulled two off the cutting room floor and sort of slammed them together. It does kind of feel like that, yeah. Yeah. Like they like, want server to feel like a journey, but they yeah. that means putting episodes in there. Yep. Sure. It's like, oh, we know this isn't going to be good theater, but uh, you can't kind of have one without the other. Right. Yeah. Like we can't just have them arrive in the same episode. So we need. Yeah. You know, something and something that feels significant because, you know, they can't start a whole run of, you know, individual character episodes. They've got to sort of have a one and done here. But yeah, it's just it's messy. It's noisy mm-hmm. in the same way as, you know, the other episodes, you know, like the crests and tags, like if anything, make <laughs> it just still not crests. Up, uh, happy about I'm it. I'm not. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. You know, have have them find the map to the crests or have them yeah, totally. you know, sort so, of yeah. like get something. But to have them be two goals is yeah. so weird. Uh, anyway, something that we didn't point out that I want to I want to briefly touch on the is the one thing that actually kind of jazzed me about this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Janai gives them he downloads a map onto TK's or uh, no Izzy's computer right. of, uh-huh. of like how to get to the, the continent of server. And we see File Island in the corner looking like, you know, one of the islands of Hawaii. It's and then tiny. we see it's super small. And then like we see. The continent of server, which is not fully shown on the map and looks like this, you know, like mainland China or something like <laughs> yeah, or Florida, it's super or... huge. Yeah. Uh, which kind of jazzed me a little bit because, you know, we're going somewhere gigantic. Like this is where yeah, there's, there's I'm always potential a, it's, for it's, a a, lot. it's always a fun. It's always a fun plot twist when the world, as you know, it is discovered to be incredibly tiny. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. When it expands so much, you and know, I it's do like, like that. it's the breath of the wild you leave the plateau for the first time and then you you know you've left your little starter world and you're you're up out in the huge wide open world and and 
you know, you're, you're delighted at the prospect of what could be, you know, that's, yeah. you know, it's, it's a, it's a good sort of adventure trope that I think they do pretty well. there, tempting yep. it with the size. Yeah. But otherwise it was a, a stinky episode like from a butt. Yeah. What a tough piece <laughs> of gristle to chew on. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't I'm 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 still uh optimistic that we're we're going in a good direction but for now for now it's <laughs> yeah it was a stinky thing from a butt you're right mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed like this is the second time Tentamon has sort of unprompted become Kabuterimon Oh yeah not, I, he's not quite as unhelpful as the time that he squished Togemon but he was kind of <laughs> it, it didn't seem necessary it seemed like like Ikakumon was pretty thoroughly winning this fight, and Tentamon is just like, "Time for me to do more stuff." Um, yeah, I don't well, know. His... There's a there's a goofiness to to his contributing that I can't quite pin down, but I like. Yeah, Tentamon is hard to pin down for me. He is he has like a I think the weirdest the weirdest vocal choice out of all the Digimon, uh-huh. uh, right next to Gomamon. Or not Gomamon. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, nowhere nearly as right, weird Gabumon, as our yeah, weird Gabumon. boy. Right as next to Sweet weird boy. <laughs> right next to Gabumon. Gabumon's our favorite. But I don't know. But but Tentamon sort of has this weird sort of almost nerdy, but sort of weird. Uh, it's it's, a, uh, it's, it's hard Alpha to pin down. Five from the yeah, Power but Rangers. The things he says are, are a lot more normal. Where Gabumon's like, I made a fish into a hat today. <laughs> <laughs> I can warm you with my, my pants skin. are full of clam chowder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you Gabumon. can't buy that with a wooden nickel. <laughs> um, yeah, that's our that's those are our three episodes. That's our our season two skidoo. The junk we <laughs> gotta we gotta get out, get off of our junk pile. Yeah. I'm happy to have three, pla- three again. Three is fun. Scrape it's, it onto it's... our plates and lick it up like the three, the three babies we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like three so... babies licking a plate of junk. You're so gross, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> so yucky. You know how three babies be with their with their junk plates, with their insatiable thirst for junk. <laughs> uh, you like the phrase insatiable thirst. It's he's got no, it's just it's it's right at the tip. <laughs> uh I I like having three again. Three is exciting. Uh and it and it leaves us room to to jockey it around if we need to, right? Now you know mm-hmm. when we when we yeah. were doing two, I wasn't necessarily sure that we uh we could stand, you know, like if we suddenly hated one of them, it would be like you know, removing right. half of ourselves. With three sure. with three, if we decide we hate one of these now, we can we can pretty comfortably kind of swap in and out. Uh, yeah you so. know i gotta say if if digimon really just jumps in again with these sort of like slow doling out of you know of i don't like know one person episodes mm-hmm. of yeah with the whole group like are yeah. we gonna do a whole another episode one through seven it's a good question yeah, yeah. it is a good I mean, question shit if they find the crest each episode and then digivolve and then find another crest and digivolve well i mean that's is- gonna happen but i think the question is can they build the intrigue in a new way or they're yeah. gonna lean back on that on that old way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. We've got yeah. five episodes to. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> if, will. If we're putting cancellation back on the table. 
<laughs> you know, I think uh, I think these shows got to uh, really stay sharp. Yeah. Yeah. You got to stay in our love. You got to hone your hone your edges if you want the Saturday morning Tuesdays boys to keep their interest going. <laughs> so we've got the attention span of a gnat. <laughs> <laughs> and no loyalty. Uh, <laughs> great. Well, you know. Thanks for being back with us for season two. Uh, yeah, we love you. We love you very much. We're still weekly. so Put your likes on the things you do. <laughs> you know, put a comment on the places you go. Yeah, it really does help us out. Uh, it doesn't maybe seem like a lot, but just a, a like here and a comment there and a fave and a subscribe. And, you know, just do all of that. Please, <laughs> please do it. Push, Just push the buttons around. Like a toddler on a laptop. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, get if you don't have an iTunes account, get one. Just get one. <laughs> uh, get one and, and fave us on the on the iTunes. They sweet That's lips. That's a great place to go. Yeah. They, just, these, these babes have hot lips. Yeah. Direct your hot lips to our cheeks and give us a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard the man. That's our episode. <laughs> yeah, and, and don't forget our our sign off every time is wonderful things to think about. <laughs> that's not it, but you know, that's it could have been. It could have been. <laughs> <laughs> I had a shot of greatness, and that's all. The <laughs>everybody thanks for listening to saturday morning tuesdays if you're a fan of our weekly plunge into the cartoon graveyard please subscribe to our show on itunes and leave a nice review with a generous dollop of stars if you haven't entirely sworn off social media yet we are on facebook instagram and twitter and we've also got a website at satamtuesdays.com that's s-a-t-a-m tuesdays.com Next week's episode happens to coincide with our dear host Rory Voy's birthday, so Austin and I are going to surprise him with a secret special episode. No spoilers. Uh, special thanks again to our totally real sponsors this episode, Weasel Cheese and Mummy Vitamins. See you next time.